This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, DJs, welcome back for the Charles Schwab Challenge Preview plus the PGA Championship Recap. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, once again, thanks for a great weekend up in Rochester. And, uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about, man? What's the biggest takeaway? Uh, I mean, congratulations, Michael Block, for winning the PGA Championship. Uh, that's... Don't be a dick. What? Why? Why? No, I'm not being a dick. Oh, because he was the low PGA. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying I think like I he didn't win the tournament, but I think just overall, like he's he's the best thing to come out of this thing. You're not on Twitter, man. So like people are just hating on him for I don't even know why. Yeah, that that's not that's not hating on him. Like I I was legitimately just I know that's why I apologize. I I was defensive because (laughs) golf Twitter, golf Twitter, and guys who I respect, like Saul Goodman, fucking Kobe. Like guys who I respect, um, outright king, they are just going fucking insane shitting on this guy. And it's like, listen, man, like all the all the PJ stories that they stick down our throats with these vignettes that they do fucking every goddamn weekend. Like, like this is the hill you're gonna die on. Like, yeah, he he's clearly hamming it up for the cameras, but he's a 46-year-old dude who's a PGA pro who's been fucking teaching lessons at at, at some course in California and he's playing with Rory McIlroy and like I don't understand the hate like I just don't I feel like I feel like golf Twitter just hates the hate now you know what I mean like it's 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 so frustrating like you can see like you can see when he's faking you can see when he's not like this dude was literally holding back his emotions not to cry on the ace right and and at the end of the day, when he was talking about doing it, he was crying in the interview. And that's legit crying. Like, those are legit emotions. This is a 46-year-old man who's played golf his whole fucking life and wanted to fuck, Like, this is a huge moment for him. And you got keyboard warriors fucking being like, nee, fuck Michael Block. It, it's, it's fucking annoying. And it's that whole fucking generation. Uh, uh, like, I hate the blanket statement, everybody. But, like, uh, listen, man, you're allowed to be human and and... and and join in on a moment like that. Like the dude aced a hole playing with Rory McElroy. This is a 46 year old PGA pro who was playing with Rory and aced it and aced the hole. Like mm-hmm. that is insane storybook, like ending, whatever. And then he had that tester for par to get invited back next year. The crowd goes nuts. You can be fucking happy. You're allowed to be happy for something. Like it's okay. You don't have to shit on everything. Shitting on everything is not cool. It's not cool. It's fucking annoying. It's very fucking annoying. And golf Twitter is very fucking annoying. I I guess I'm surprised because I, I listen. I'm not on Twitter, but like, I'm, 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 I, I, I guess just watching that go down in person, which you know, for an otherwise kind of snoozy Sunday for you know the top of Leeward. I mean, really, you know, Hovland, it was Kepka and Hovland. Sheffer made a little bit of a charge. Otherwise, though, you know, it's just we'll we'll get to Brooks in a little bit. But I mean, that was the best part of today. And being at that event, I, I went there on Saturday. You know, you start seeing some legions of guys just following around uh, Michael Block. Like, you know, you could hear it. You know, they were they were screaming, yelling for him. And then all of a sudden, like today, like everybody was just behind him. Like 
that's a cool moment. And we don't have right. a lot of cool moments in professional golf. Like, and I don't even really understand like the hamming up of the, some of the stuff, like he's engaging with the crowd a little bit. Like he's acknowledging them. Don't we want these guys to kind of be human and like show emotion? Like, you know, maybe do some of that stuff instead of just be robots 24 seven. So they were saying that everything, everything he was doing was fake, like, and, and like played up for the crowd. And look, you could definitely see he, he but my argument to that is he doesn't know what to do in front of a camera. This well, guy, who cares? Never been, that's, who what, cares? But he, that's what, that's what I said too. I was like, listen, fucking all these guys are faking in front of cameras. He's just not good enough yet because he's not in front of them. So it does, it seems worse, right? Like they're like, oh. He didn't know this. He didn't know that. He didn't know Roy was going to be his playing partner. Like, oh, they were the same score. And like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, 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 and I like these guys. I, I like the guys who are arguing about this. Like, uh, this is not me shitting on anybody about that. It's just, man, just fucking, just take the negative edge off for one fucking day. One day, take it off. Like, what a great story. This is a 46-year-old guy who literally just finished in the top 15 at the PGA Championship. Like, who cares? Any other story? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, look, like if you can't enjoy a guy who basically just works at your golf club going to a PJ championship and beating the likes of Dustin Johnson and John Rahm and all those guys and shoot one over on a very, very, very difficult setup. I know today was very easy because it rained a lot, but the first three days were an absolute disaster. And right. Having those two up and getting the ace on oh, the, the biggest dude, party hole, but that was whoa, the party was hole. Fucking amazing! That was the party was hole. Remember, they had all the hospitality tents right there. Everybody was around there. It was a great viewing area, and everybody was pulling for him. And he dunks it on the fly, and then gets dunks up and down from 120 yards to say par on 17, and then has a ridiculous <laughs> up and down. On yes. 18. That is such a tough shot. He just pulled off there with yeah. a lot of pressure, which, you know, I don't know if he knew if he was actually, you know, getting up and down to, he knew. All right, well then fine. And then, you know, the interview afterwards, you could see the emotion and, you know, then you got the video shared with him. Like, I, I, I if you can't enjoy how do you hate that, that? I, I don't know. How do you hate that? How do you, how do you hate that? I don't it know. makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I get that people like, like I said, like I get how they think it was kind of like fake. Cause he, but here's the deal. He, it's a guy who's 46 who doesn't believe that he is actually here, so he's putting on the mask like, well, I should be here, right? And you can kind of see that, I guess. I guess would be the thing. But, dude, let the man enjoy his shit. Stop shitting on him on Twitter. Like, good God, man. Like, fuck. It's just, it's so annoying. It's so fucking annoying. I, I it, it just seems like people spend way too much time on the non-golf stuff when it comes to breaking down some of these players and everything like that. And like, you're just ignoring the fact that this was a awesome moment that happened at the PGA Amazing. Championship. The Brooks, even at the end, when, when Brooks gave him daps, he's like, yo, heard you buying drinks. Like, what a great moment. Like, yeah. Brooks went up to fucking this guy and was like, hey, heard you buying drinks. Like, what a great moment. I, I, if you, I, if you really think about it, I mean, it's basically the end of your tin cup right there where, I mean, he ends up holding yes. out, but like he need to hold that out for to qualify for the U S open the next year. Like he's just a PGA yeah. tour pro. Yeah. It's the same thing. How can we not enjoy yeah. that stuff? I like right. tin cup before I like golf, by the way, because I love tin cup. I had the DVD and maybe VHS. When did it right. come out? 97. Yeah. But I had the VHS. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, God, God forbid that we can't just enjoy this. I mean, listen, like I, I got chills watching it. Our check team was blown up. My friends all loved it. My wife even loved it too. Like she thought that was really cool. Yeah. 
Um, but, 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 but gatekeeping golf Twitter fucking was like, you think? let me type with my fucking keyboard. Well, then you oh, know what? I'm oh, glad I that I'm uh, outside these pearly gates then. Uh, like, I'm, 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 Cause I'm, I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought that was yeah. the story of the tournament. Uh, we'll get to Brooks uh, after our commercial break, but I, I, I was just, I, I was, vi- it was such a cool moment to watch that stuff. And I don't care if I'm criticized for that take at all. It shouldn't be criticized. I don't either. If you can't enjoy that, then you got to stick up your ass and you think you're more important than you fucking are. End of story. Um, Anyway. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? <laughs> if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Better than Vito on the corner. Simply deposit your funds and into your account, and Edge Boost will match your deposit. So you can use two times the funds for any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. And my, uh, nope. Uh, so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. And you must be 21 or older in valid states where gambling is legal. Problem call, gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. All right, let's, let's get to the real winner now. Of the Brooks, Brooks Kapka. I'm sorry. Uh, are you? I am. Yeah. Do you want to explain a little more what you're exactly sorry about? Because I told uh, I told you everybody was on one fucking Twitter and he got steam, bad number, blah blah blah, all the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's no such thing as a bad number anymore. Like that's it. Like if you think you're gonna win, you take it, and you don't you don't care about the steam. DFS is one thing, I guess, but that wouldn't have mattered either. Um, yeah, I mean, because well, wasn't his ownership actually kind of low? DFS. That was like 20. No, it was, no, oh, it was 20. Okay. Was well, like, the, well yeah. okay. Well, the, yeah, it's two separate animals. Like, right. It is two I, separate animals. Yeah. But either way, it worked out if you like Brooks this week. Right. And, but uh, you can't affect, you can't, you can't let DFS affect your outrights. But at the same point, I was yelling about what a terrible number it was. So I'm a, I was 100% wrong. 100% yeah. wrong. But. I mean, look, I, I think you just want to you know, think about it this way. The last year and a half, all just chalk and favorites are winning. So inherently, a lot of people are going to be on him. Their ownership is going to be high. And if you just like a guy like uh, I did after making an hour and 40-minute video, basically coming to the conclusion that Brooks Kepler was going to win and then not betting him, uh, yeah, not, not great. But, I mean, I didn't, look, talk you off a, I, didn't talk, I didn't talk you off a bet, did I? Yeah, you did. I was going to bet Kepka. Can I tell you? I was Kepka was one and done. Going to bet him. And I just, I, I was so, I, I was, I was so burnt out after Sunday night. I got around, I, I hadn't placed the bet yet. I was going to do it on Monday and then that happened. And then I'm yeah, going to the I'm gonna save, I'm gonna tell you the same thing you tell me. Yeah. You host the golf gambling podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> listen, like, I, I, mean, I do feel bad. Listen, I, I'm not on record of like, I think all my takes about Brooks this week was completely accurate. Uh, I described the golf course as suits a power fader. Uh, he was the first guy I mentioned at the end of the video. I had a yeah. positional on him. I came out in very strong support on the DFS show. We had uh, a yeah. very strong support when Kramer picked him outright and for his DFS lineup. Look, it's fine. It just, I can't pick everybody and I'm human sometimes. And that's what happens. So I'm cool with the outcome. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I don't bet life-changing amounts anyways. I'm actually more here to just serve you guys, and I hope you don't tail my pace. I hope you just kind of listen to me and you kind of, like, make different connections that maybe I don't make. 
So, uh, but uh, otherwise, though, I'm very happy that Brooks Captain won. Uh, I mentioned Me too, on the man. golf is so much golf is so much better when Brooks is here. It is. He so is much better. It, like he has the ability, and I, I, and just like, and this is why he was so good before. Like when he made that mistake on six today, just blasting. And by the way, his driver was really loose today. Was super but, loose. Yeah, it was. He had that really bad right miss going, and then he double crossed after that. Yeah, he, he. I was like, oh shit, he's missing both ways now. Right. Oh, no. But what's so great about Brooks and why he's good in majors is when he get makes a mistake, he's like, okay, how do I say par? How do I say bogey? He's very efficient in that manner. And he did that on six. He did that on 11 on a horrible lie in that bunker. Um, you know, he made a mess a little bit of 13, ends up making par there. Uh, hits an awesome shot on 16 to just step on Victor Hovland's throat. Uh, after he pulled a Corey Cox. I couldn't believe that happened again for the second day in a row, by the no. way. Uh, but, you know, and then on 17, it's a horrible drive. Takes his medicine. Nope. Gets up gets and down up and for down. bogey. Yep. Solid par in 18. Like, that's that's why I like Brooks Capital. Like, I don't care about all the off-course stuff. Uh, I don't care about the full swing stuff. I just kind of enjoy watching a guy just grind like that. And there's like there's, like, some tension with it, too, that I enjoy. It's like, okay. How is Brooks going to kind of get out of this and say par and move on to kind of hold these guys at arm's length? And, you know, I mean, like for kind of how loose he played today, shot 67, which is, yeah. it, it just shows how good that guy is. And just looking at his stats uh, for the event, uh, plus 3.7 uh, T to green, plus a stroke uh, putting. Uh, he was second to green, T to green, third around the green, 15th putting, seventh with approach, ninth off the tee, just complete performance. Which is really what yeah. the PJ Championships all about with this these setups now. You just got to have your A game with pretty much everything now. It's just tough, no nonsense golf, yep. and I, it's a worthy champion. I'm glad he's back. I think you could see it at the end there. Give him the big hug to his caddy. Just oh, great hug, dude. That yeah. was like that like that caddy went for like oh, I'm gonna give you daps, and then Brooks like gave him the hug. Like I fucking got it. I know. I so Insano Insano makes a great point, man. That shot on Hovland. Uh, ended it like in that bunker. It was it. It was a wrap. It was yeah. At, the, at that point, I, yeah. By the way, what? shout out Insano and his uh, beautiful, lovely wife. Uh, it's a good time uh, having drinks out in uh, Rochester. Oh, a- absolutely! Thanks for showing up to the event. Thanks for coming with us on Radio Social. You guys were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to meet up for a drink or anything, just uh, hit me up uh, around here. I definitely would uh, would go with you. Although having a baby next month <laughs> and then after that it might be a little crazy for a little bit. Uh, but you know, but all right. So why don't we transition right to Hovland? I mean, I, I don't really have any other takes about Brooks. Just, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad he's back. Hovland in the bunker. Hovland in the bunker. That's what ended him. Well, I mean, can you, can you write it more perfect than that? Hovland, not good in bunkers. He, he just, he was, he shoved me in a locker. He shoved me in a locker around on the greens. He shoved me in a locker around the greens, but he is not good out of bunkers. And he did it again. That's a fairway bunker, sir. I don't give a shit. Okay. I mean, look, th- th- these bunkers were designed to be penalties and hazards. Like, did you see anybody out of a bunker hit the green this week? No. I only saw two people embed one into the front, and it was Corey Connors and Vic Hovland. Because his embedded. feet were okay. embedded. Listen, I I actually, when he did that, and I saw Corey Connors do it yesterday, I, the first thought in my head was, 
Andrew Green talking about how we rebuilt these bunkers and saying, these are true hazards. You're not hitting the green. These are awkward lies. Depending on where you are, it's bad. And listen, he was he didn't have a whole lot of room where the lip was and where the ball was, and he just so had a bad shot. What's that? He made a stupid decision then. He probably did. But Hoblin, I don't know. Maybe he probably should have took his medicine. You're right. But that he Hoblin is a guy who sometimes has questionable decisions. Like we saw it at the Riviera um in February. He's the only one who tried to go down, I think, uh 17 yeah, on that hole, that. and that didn't really work out well for him. Finally he abandoned that. Um but look, another example of Hovland in the mix. And actually, he was 12th in strokes getting around the green. He did okay. Yeah, he did. He did okay. He did. He had a lot of good bunker shots, a lot of good times where he kind of saved himself. Uh, it's going to be eight, 18 to 1 at LACC now. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, he's playing in a colonial, so I think he's going to be uh, pretty popular for that. Uh, he's definitely going to be very popular uh, for the U.S. Open, which is, by the way, in three weeks. So it's a fucking three yeah, it's Father's Day weekend's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, we only have uh Charles Schwab's birthday the same weekend. It's actually a pretty good stretch of golf. We got Charles Schwab, which is actually a pretty good event uh field this week. We got the memorial the following week. Uh Canadian Open's gonna be a terrible field, unfortunately. Don't be nice. Uh, That's Jeff's home court. No, 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 no. I'm not ripping the golf course. Uh I just think <laughs> there's a lot of guys playing Cologne. Connors will play, Svensson will play. Okay, okay. Can I finish? Let me finish. A lot of guys playing Colonial, Memorials, and Elevated events. Some guys got to take a week off. So mm-hmm. I, I, maybe you, you'll you probably get a couple of RBC guys, but it, it, otherwise, though, I mean, who, it, it, might be, who, it might be a tough scene. Which so golfers we'll launder money for the drug cartels for RBC? Because they've been hit with numerous fines for that. I mean, it used to be Dustin Johnson, but they no longer sponsor him. No, no, he snorted the drugs from the cartel. Oh, he wasn't. Sorry. He wasn't laundering. He was money. the end user. Okay. Alleg- <laughs> exactly. Allegedly, yeah. by the way. Allegedly. Allegedly. So. allegedly. Uh, anyway, all right. So cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, all right. So I guess let me ask you a question. So after Hovland's performance around the green this week, does it change your opinion about him at major championships at all? <sighs> he's he's start. I guess a follow-up question is yeah. it's kind of what Zalatoris started doing. We're all hot for Trop. I know. Yeah, I think, and, and, I think and it's the same thing. Like Zalatoris can't putt in on the other green, but they can putt on major championship greens. And then Alvin sucks everywhere I else. Think it, I think it. I think it. Fine. I think it matters what the rough is. Right. Mm, I so I looked into that, and he actually was pretty terrible at places with deep rough. All right. So I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll dig a little. The I mean, LACC's around the green terrain is wild and very tough. Yeah. So I think it's Bermuda rough around there with some Barranca and a bunch Ooh. of a bunch of shit. Bermuda so. and Cali. Yeah, it's Bermuda tee to green at LACC with bent grass greens. It's not your POA. It's not any of that stuff. Really? Yes. Actually, That's there's a so lot. There's Bermuda is a very popular grass. Why does Greenskeeper want to make his job more difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably pay him pretty good. LACC is one of the most exclusive uh, clubs in the count in the uh, in the country. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, but listen, I, I'm I continue to be encouraged by Hovland. Put himself in the mix. Um, I think I think I think I'm more put this way. I, I'm more encouraged by Hovland than I am Cantlay's fucking bitch. How's that? Oh my god. Let's talk about that guy. All right. Before we before we break down the rest of the loser bums uh, that we bet instead of taking the guy that we should have took, but the number was too short. He was 120 at the Masters and blah, 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 and a stupid golf brain. 
What we need to do, Steve, is we need to eliminate the golf brain betting and just get to our like normal betting brain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if we if we saw the Super Bowl at, and there was four teams in the Super Bowl, four teams to get to the Super Bowl, and there was one team that constantly got to the Super Bowl, and they were twelve to one, we would bet that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mean. Like I did saying power faders are going to do well. Oh, kill. It's an execution test. And that's what Brooks just, has always done in his careers perform on these types of golf courses like, like that. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like that. Just like that. Yeah. Maybe we should, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we should stop being stops and just fucking. Maybe I should stop, stop telling you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop telling you what Twitter's doing. Which probably Thank you. Me that, and that is the lesson. I don't want to know. What's going on there? Unless they are criticizing a feel-good story, like we saw in PJ Championship. Unbelievable. Like, otherwise, though, I don't care what anybody is taking on Twitter because there are so many golf touts out there that everybody's taking everybody at this point. Yeah, so, and, I, and I've been burned a couple times this year seeing the rabbit ears about what other people are taking, and I didn't take that guy. Uh, shout yeah. out Chris Kirk at uh, Honda. Shout out at. Uh, Tony Fino in Mexico, and then shout out Brooks Koepka here. So maybe I just maybe I just get off of Twitter. I I, I wonder how, how much do you think Joe had on him. Uh, Joe, I don't know. Joe must have hit nice. Hopefully, good. He does. Oh, he does. I know. It, so. I know Joe hit nice. I know. I, <laughs> good. I know. He's, he's a, hopefully that won him a, a nice Vegas trip. Uh, yeah, if that so. happens, but all right. Um, don't we got an ad break? So why, why don't we take another ad break? That's what we were doing before I sidetracked it. Okay. All right. Listen, Shane Ray's yeah. teaming up with SG. Yeah, Shady Ray is the team over SGPN for Shady May. Listen, time is running up, boys. We've got like 10 days left. So make sure you get uh, a pair. And not only do you get a pair of 50% off, but you also get a chance to win 500 bucks. They got you covered from the slopes to the greens to the fairways. Shady Ray's got durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose a break a pair or even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You don't like them, you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk to shop with Shady Rays. Their team always got your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So go to shadyrays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure you take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win 500 bucks and the Shady May contest. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's put this to bed within seven minutes and no chance to Why? Charles Schwab. Why do we want to talk about the Schwab? Because I had some good stuff for it. Oh, yeah. It's another tournament. We can't just slack. We need to get pick ourselves back up. We're not going to a great betting week. And when you just be prepared for a smoke break in between. Sure. I mean, you're going to miss some valuable information. I mean, I'll be taught. Maybe I'll mention something and you won't uh, say, Hey, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, you know what, guys, leave, leave. When I talk about the Charles Schwab, just, just leave. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, one guy you're never going to be betting <clears throat> in the major. I'm going to ask you. I have one on top of my head. Homo. Oh, okay. You want to talk about that now? He looked miserable Bad. on Saturday. And, it's, and I remember because he walked by me at the Masters and he was not doing well either. And the same just like, I don't want to be here look. Just, just look where he can't 
He looks like he has the Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Screws in his head. Like people, people are at like saying stuff to him, just not acknowledging, just dead straight. Down. Unlike the wink and the nod, me and BK got from Keegan. Yes, and apparently you should have stuck around all weekend because as soon as you left, he uh, did not do well. Maybe he should. Maybe he should have acknowledged me instead of the other guy to the left of the. Was it fourteen? Who we were at? I don't know. Maybe. No. Maybe. All right. So you're not betting home again. Why is that? I just. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. It's. It's a gut feel. Like no. Yeah. It's. Just, it's, it's not there. Like. Especially, especially if LACC is. We're talking like short term, like. LACC is not public, like not a normal California course, and everybody's going to be on them. I can't wait mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. for him not to win. I'll say once again, uh, guys who don't get in the mix don't usually win. Yep. So, sorry, another opportunity to pass you by. I actually had the discipline to not include Homa anywhere on the betting card. I, ha- I I actually found a nice top thirty number at like. Plus 160 that I was staring at Max Homa. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we stay away? Why why don't you prove it first? And uh, no, he didn't do great. He's also like not young either. Isn't he like 32 or 33? Yeah, 33 or 34. So it's it's not like this up and coming, you know, guy where like, it's it's not like a Hovland situation. We're always just waiting for it, waiting for it, and then shows up. So, all right. Um, I'm going to nominate Tony Finau. I'm not, I'm not betting that guy to major. That was stupid. I, I got I so somehow I galaxy brain myself into saying, don't bet Brooks Kapka, but bet Tony Finau. <laughs> and I, I I get it like I I, I got yeah, so dumb. that I tried to I I galaxy brain myself into that, but the live golf thing has fucked everything up, and I hate Greg Norman. I hate the goddamn Saudi government. They have fucked everything up because there is no way on any planet Earth that we wouldn't have bet a twenty to one Brooks if he had been playing on the PGA. Yeah, no. Chance. I mean, well, that we would well, have that's a chal- Well, that's a challenging thing. Like, we have no stats other than total strokes game. But at the end of the day, like, if you're just watching live, like, look, I I understand that the golf course is not playing at all that tough. I understand the competition shitty, but it's about hitting golf shots at the end of the day. And Brooks has been hitting just good golf shots for the last two months or so. Like at, at that point, you just got to kind of look at the eye test and just trust that, hey, the guy's playing well. He's going to a golf course that should all like fit his perfectly. And then it just it, it just happens. So, I mean, I, I mean, my biggest miss was probably Bryson. Uh, I just immediately dismissed him. And, you know, thankfully, I said on the, the Friday show that he wasn't going to win, but he had he was way better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to implode on Saturday and uh no, he uh, he definitely did. Led the field in strokes gain off the tee, uh, first in driving distance, ninth in fairways hit. That is definitely the biggest surprise for me. So um, what I what what this stat line shows me though is he looks like um, the post COVID Bryson, where like he wasn't he was bigger, but he wasn't like huge at that point. Right, right, right. But he was driving it really straight, and he was hitting his irons right. He was hitting a lot of fairways at that point too. Like it was like like what we wanted. And then he like really started chasing distance like too far. But like, I I'm, I'm very encouraged by this new Bryson. I thought he, I thought he looked good. Yeah, you know, we followed him around for a little bit. He, he, he looked did. pretty good. No, we followed Keegan around and Bryson happened to be there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that is true. You got up and close and personal with him as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Xander, another kind of 
Yeah, yeah fucking it's Sunday, good weather finished, backdoor fucking top 20. Yep. Uh, can't lay the same thing. Xander's Zan- never winning a major. Yeah, I don't think he is either. Nope. No. No, like, you know, it's like, you look at some of the guys who have won, they always have kind of an edge to them. You know, like, Kapka's always won, like, JT's got a little bit of an edge to him on the golf course, like, Shane Lowry's kind of a hard ass. Like, all these guys kind of edge, and just Xander's just kind of like... You know, nice guy joking up with J- DJ, by the way. Well, all day, by the way. Maybe he's going to live. Who knows? You know? Andrew to live. Yeah. Reported here. I mean, look. I mean, you go to live. You can still wear major, win major championships. That's a pretty good uh, pretty good selling point. That's so. not, a bad, not a bad play. Yeah. Except uh, things going to be folded in two years. And the PGA right. will be fucking ridiculous. See how I use the right R word? You see how I used it? The yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, uh, if if they didn't bring these guys back, the live tour is gonna be done in two years. Yeah, it is. End of story. Bring everybody back. Like seriously, if you're getting if you're getting preempted by Blackish, which by the way, love that show. Like top seven or eight sitcom that I've seen uh, for for network television. Love it. Fucking Anthony Anderson, genius. Uh, but yeah, there's no fucking chance. There's no fucking chance that live lasts more than two years. No chance. No, I, I think they all had three-year guarantee contracts. I yeah. think at the end of next year, if they don't have a real TV contract, I think they're done. It's a wrap. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to Cantlay, by the way. So a couple of things I want to say. Uh, I got suckered into, you know, as, you know, he's been kind of getting in the mix of some major championships. Yep. Uh, we're, I'm going to try. Actually, you need to electrocute me if I made that take. Okay. Because okay. as soon as I saw his bucket hat on Saturday, I knew okay. we were not getting a good Cantlay run in us. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Guys in bucket hats don't do good. Don't win. No. Don't win. So, and also, there, I, I mentioned this to Kirshner. I got some pushback on it. That, yeah, we say Cantlay's really good on Bentgrass, but I don't think he's very good on Bentgrass major championship venues. And I got pushback. Okay. So, all right, so here's the data. So we don't have everything, but I have all the major championships that he's been on Bentgrass. Okay. All right. 2018 PJ Championship Bellary became 0.1 strokes per round. So 0.4 total. Okay. Uh, at the 2020 PGA at Harding Park, uh, he gained one shot total on the Greens putting that week. Uh, okay. And the Masters, he lost almost two strokes per round. At the 22 ma- 2022 Masters, lost 1.3 strokes per round. Uh, at the 2022 Southern Hills uh, PJ Championship, which, by the way, has the same agronomy as what we're going to see at LACC. Uh, that might be a red okay. flag for Cantlay. Uh, lost two strokes per round with a putter. Uh, twenty twenty three Masters. Uh, he hit the ball great and was terrible on the greens. Uh, cost him there. And then in this tournament, he gained. He was forty fourth in the field in putting, and he gained about a quarter stroke putting per round. So maybe we overrate the bentgrass thing with Cantlay when it comes to like bigger, tougher greens. Okay. Might be something to just think about later. Uh, otherwise, though, uh, just going down the leaderboard here, uh, JT was pretty bad. I don't, I don't really have anything else uh, besides I got one more question to ask you. Yeah. Sorry to cough. So Brooks has to be on the uh, Ryder Cup team, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, he might qualify. He might qualify with points. I don't know how that works. I, I was actually thinking about that earlier today. I was talking to Tommy because I was at Tommy's house. And... Uh, I was like, yo, 
he's definitely going to qualify with points. Right? He, he will be a top seven getter. Uh, he finished second at the Masters, fucking won the PGA. How is he not top seven in points? Yeah, it should be. It should be enough at that point. And I mean, how do you how do you make him not on it? And then what does that do for everything else? Well, so here's here's the thing too. So it's not the PGA Tour that controls the Ryder Cup. It's the PGA of America. Right. It's the PGA of America. Right. And he just won their tournament. Yeah. He's going to be eligible. It just really depends on what Davis Love. If Davis Love has too much of an influence on uh, Zach Johnson there uh, about his captain's picks, or all those guys can get get pulled by horses across. Like who cares? Like nobody gives a fuck about that. We want the players. We don't care about the captains. We talked about this on the course. I was like, yo, I agree. It should be. I can't remember who made the point. It definitely was an Engelman. Who the fuck was it? It was somebody. It was like it's it's not about what tour you play on. It's the best Europeans versus the best Americans. Yeah, and story. It doesn't matter what Tory you play on. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. He should be on it. Uh, I wish DJ had a little bit of a performance, uh, but um, yeah. if he's doing okay, although he, I don't think he's going to qualify. I mean, bad finish in the Masters. Yeah, bad finish. Yeah. He, he, what happened? He had such a I good start. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I thought he was going to beat Brooks in a matchup. Just that's the problem. I, maybe I need to get off tour, man. Like because I I literally was like, no, everybody's on Brooks. I go the opposite way. I mean, we got a social media coordinator, great producer right now to handle all of that. It's true. Maybe I get off. <laughs> maybe I, get I off. mean, we're we're just the monkeys with the symbols at this point. So, mm-hmm. all right, I I got nothing else for the PGA. Uh, you got anything else before we move on, to Charles Schwab? Nah, that's it, man. Great time. Rochester, fucking uh, good spot, man. Yes. Sneak, sneaky good. Yeah, but actually, actually, I got one more thing. So my Saturday includes, so we just randomly decided to post up on the second uh, fairway. And in a span of 30 minutes, we saw Mito Pereira almost nail Patrick Cantlay with an approach shot. Uh, we saw an out-of-control cart hit a woman oh, and yeah, try to go right. uphill on a muddy hill. That was stupid. And then I ran over to get a big, nice close-up of the Keegan's ball. Uh, sitting against the fence there. Uh, I think he ended up getting a penalty, penalty stroke uh, on that hole. Was not a penalty stroke. Did he not? Did they not give him a penalty? Because they no. they said something to him, and I think he bogeyed the hole anyways. So, yeah, that was fun. Fun. All right, uh, on to uh, Colonial. So let's just quickly go over the field first. Uh, decent field. Uh, so you got Scotty Scheffler uh, is uh, going to play this week. Yeah, Max Alma, who you said you're never betting again. Uh, yeah, Jordan. No, at majors, at majors. I said at majors. That. Fine. Uh, Hovland's in the field. Finau's in the field. Burns, Morikawa, Sungjae, who shot what plus thirteen this week? By the way. Yeah, but he was like cursed. I think. Okay. All right. Not great. Other uh, Tommy Fleetwood's in the field. You got Justin Rose, former winner Siwoo. It's a good field. Ricky's in the field. It's a good field. Oh, where'd you go? Are you just smoking a cigarette? Okay. I guess he I guess he was serious about that. Uh so I guess I'm just riding solo right now for uh the Charles Schwab. All right. So I guess let's just talk about the golf course. So Colonial Country Club, uh, I'm not gonna get into the history of it. It's gonna be my article. I posted a couple of cool videos too. I posted a hole by hole flyover of all the holes. I posted a, good, a couple of videos from No Laying Up, uh, who by the way had a really good uh, you know, uh, Manning cast site type uh, broadcast this week for the PGA. Uh, so anyways, they actually went to Colonial, I think like four or five years ago. Uh, Randy and uh, Neil played the the Horrible Horseshoe, which is uh, at holes three, four, and five, I think. Uh, just 
six times over and got their asses kicked. Uh, but yeah, go watch those videos. It's it's it'll show a great history of Colonial. But let's just get to the betting strategies. Uh, we're 35 minutes in. Um, so Colonial Country Club, it's a par 70, uh, just a shade over 7,200 y- yards long. Uh, one of the shorter golf courses on the PGA. But yeah, there you are. What happened? Hey, hey, uh, lightning. lightning, lightning. Oh, I thought I thought you were serious that uh, you're gonna take a smoke break. No, no, smoke break is longer than that, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so colonial par 70 just shade over 7200 yards uh it the greens are about 5,000 square feet in area that's slightly smaller than pg tour averages uh the greens are bent grass uh but there's bermuda tee to green uh unfortunately the gcsaa has not put out their uh tournament fact sheet yet but last year the rough was three inches and three inch bermuda is pretty uh pretty long and this is we'll talk about that in a little bit that's one of the it's one of the most more penal places to actually miss a fairway if you're in the rough. Uh, but it's probably going to be similar length. I mean, we have seen some golf courses, though, like Wiley did this. I think uh, another course did this where they grew up the rough to kind of like combat try, some of yeah, these strategies. Think, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of where that was at. Um, oh, Innisbrook. They did that. Yeah. Down in yeah. Cop- Copperhead. Yeah, Copperhead. So you maybe they grow it up a little. I mean, if, if it's four inch Bermuda, that would be nuts. That's yeah. not fair to anyone on the. No, planet. it isn't. It isn't. So, um, but like one of the things I like to look at a data golf, they actually use something called adjusted yardage, and it helps when you have some of these like tight tree line classic courses where guys can sometimes hit over the dog leg or hit over trouble. So basically, what it is is they actually take the actual yardage of the shot length data and aggregate it. Uh, so it actually plays uh, more around seven thousand. So these are the types of golf courses that are around seven thousand, like a similar adjusted yardage as a Colonial. So TBC River Highlands, Sea Island, Pebble Beach, uh, Austin Country Club, uh, Sedgefield, Harbor Town, PJ National, and Wiley. And that really makes a lot of sense based on who's won here. Uh, those are all basically Kevin Kisner tracks, except for like Pebble Beach. <laughs> and he's won here. He's been great all those. Uh, Matt Kuchar, uh, Sea Island winner, uh, Harbor Town winner. Wildlife winner, those types of tracks. Uh, Daniel Berger's done pretty well at all those. He's won here. Uh, Jordan Spieth is pretty good at most of those. I mean, he's won at Harbortown, pretty good at Wildlife. Won TBC River Highlands, won Pebble Beach. So, yeah, Spieth course. But I think those are pretty good comp courses to use this week. Uh, you basically see those types of guys do pretty well there. Uh, we'll talk about the yeah. off-the-tee stuff, but all those places do a pretty good job kind of leveling the field off the tee. So it makes a lot of sense. The guys are pretty good there. Got here. Uh, par threes, uh, you know, they're about average in length. Uh, they're about 193 yards on average. So one of them plays about 225, but there's another one that plays like 160. So they kind of all average out. But the par fours and par fives, uh, those are only average about 445 yards in length. That's the ninth shortest uh, length of all golf courses played, including majors, since uh, 2015. Uh, there's five par fours under 400 yards, uh, six that are between 400 and 450, and only one that plays over 450. Uh, but the par fives, though, they're they're tough. So first, par five first, it's only 564 yards, but it's basically a 90-degree turn at the dog leg there, and it's really well protected. you got thick rows of trees to the right, a bunker about 300 yards uh, protecting the left side of the fairway. They're like, you really, If you don't hit the fairway, you're not hitting the green two. So, and then the par five eleventh, it played six thirty one in the final round last year. I think it was a little bit because of the wind, but overall, yeah, though, who was it? Who was in the mix last year? Uh, Sam Burns, Scheffler, 
Munoz, maybe? No. Somebody, one of your, one oh, of Scotty, your guys. Scotty won this next. fucking thing last year. Oh, Harold Varner. Varner. And he had, I think, a yeah. four. Yep. That yep, that's it. It was yeah, Varner. I, I knew yep. it was one of those guys who have to go in the list. It was, it was yep. Varner. Yep. Um, but yeah, Scotty, so I, Scotty won this fucking thing last year. No, Sam Burns won. He beat him in the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, yeah, Burns, Burns, uh, just what? He, yeah, he was planning on going to a wedding afterwards in the uh, the tartan jacket, and uh, Burns had other ideas. So, uh, but anyways, uh, of all non-major venues in the PG Tour, the Power Fives are actually the twelfth hardest on the PG Tour, and it makes sense. I mean, if you miss, the, they're narrow. If you miss the fairway, you're not making the green. Um, they're tough holes. All right, so off the tee, this is where Colonial is the toughest. Uh, of all non-major venues in the PG Tour since 2015, it's the fifth toughest off the tee, and there's several reasons why. Um, first of all, uh, it's not a course where you can take out driver a lot. It's a positional golf course, uh, and that shows on the average distances of all the par fours and fives. It's only 280, and that's somewhere to like Pebble Beach, Innisbrook, PJ National, Harbor Town, as far as driving distances. All those golf courses really limit you and what you can do off the tee because it kind of tells you the answer right in front of you. Uh, basically hit it to this position right here. No real options. That's the best spot. Uh, if you miss, you're going to be in big trouble. Uh, so, and oftentimes the landing zone that you want to hit to is only achievable with less than driver. Uh, second, the fairways are very narrow. They only average about 28 yards in width. Uh, only East Lake, Torrey Pines, and Silverado are the active golf courses in the PG Tour with uh, smaller fairways. Uh, but, and despite the fact that most guys are not taking driver a whole lot, at this golf course, the drive actually percentage historically is only about 62%, which is pretty low if you're hitting irons and drive and three woods and all that stuff there. Um, there's also very well-placed fairway bunkers. Most fairway bunkers are between like 270 and 300, uh, off, you know, off the tee there. Um, they're also like on both sides of the fairway, so there's really nowhere to miss. Uh, and, the, and like we mentioned, the Bermuda Rough, really thick, three inches. You know, you get really dodgy, inconsistent lies when you do it. So... Um, the last thing, and I'm going to start incorporating this because it worked out really well at, uh, Oak Hill. And then I just didn't follow my own advice. How about we talk about tee shot shot shapes? Yeah. So of the 14, uh, par fours and fives, uh, seven of them will favor a fade for a righty off the tee. Uh, only three are going to favor a draw. Um, but on some of those holes, guys definitely have the option to take it up top over the dog leg. Uh, I know on 18, you can take it up top over the dog leg, hit a fade. Uh, I know on number two, you can do, or, or number three, you can do that too. Uh, and then there's a couple other that are just straight away. So this is a definitely a faders golf course, which if you look at who's won here, uh, it definitely makes sense. So Daniel Berger won here a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a fader, um, off the tee there. I think Sam Burns prefers to hit a fade. Um, Scotty Scheffler prefers a fade. Um, and as far as like guys who finished like runner up here, um, Brooks has done very well here. So this might be a faders golf course. Um, okay. yeah. So that's something to maybe keep in mind. You got guys like Hovland in the field. You have more um, cow. What do you think about Hovland's like? What do you think about Hovland's headspace coming in after being not literally? He didn't shit down his leg like he normally does up until like the third to last hole. Do you think that helps him or hurts him? I mean, it's a similar spot than what he was after the Masters, right? 
the gas. Yeah, he was. Not he was really three back heading into that. He was legit. He was. Le- he was legit right there, going shot for shot with Brooks, and then put it in the bunker, embedded it into the bunker, and then fucked himself. Well, if if you remember the Masters, he had that hot Sunday morning to finish his round, and he was yeah. only three back. So he had a lot of momentum heading to the afternoon. Three backs different than final group and fucking like that's what I'm asking. It's asking. okay. It's a similar mindset as you were in the mix and it didn't go well. So at Harbor Town, he had been first round leader. And I was like, great, I got an outright. It's cool. And then he shot 80 uh on Saturday when everybody was shooting like 63s. So okay. Um, I mean, we'll see. Sometimes it might be a confidence booster, sometimes it isn't. Uh, but I th- I think I'm gonna try and maybe try and you know, actually stick to my plan of okay, maybe take some guys who actually tend to hit fades off the tee. Like uh, you know, Finau is in the mix. Uh, this isn't all that tough of a field. The Morikawa, Sung Jay, maybe a revenge spot for him. We'll see. Uh, anyways, back to the column here. Uh approach shots. So it's about average difficulty uh on the PG tour. It's not really a whole lot that stands out either from shots under 150 yards or over. 150 yards. Uh, the green regulation rate is about 63 percent since 2015, and that kind of varies widely with the weather conditions. If it's really windy, sometimes you can see green regulation rates that are under 60 percent. Uh, but sometimes, like I think the Justin Rose year, where I think he won at 20 under, it was soft. There was no wind at all. Uh, it was like 66 percent. So check the weather forecast. It's looking like it's going to be hot. I didn't see a whole lot of wind in the forecast right now, but that definitely could change. Uh, but more importantly, though, here's the proximity buckets for what you want to look for. So under 100 yards, only 8.7% of your shots. So I think that's about maybe two shots around, possibly. Uh, 100, 125 yards, 13%, 125 to 150, uh, almost 20% of your shots from either from 150 to 175, uh, 22.6%, 175, 217 17.7%. Uh, 200, 225, 5.4, 225, 250, 5.3, and 250 plus, which is going to be your par fives, uh, 7.6%. So overall, though, 70, about 75% of your shots are going to be between 100 and 200 yards. That's similar to places like Sea Island, Wiley, and Sedgefield, which we mentioned up top. It's just really a big test of your short to mid irons at that point. Um, so is Hoagie in the field this week? Hoagie is in the field, but here's the thing. I think he's missed a cut every single, every single year. At this event, because no. this is because he's from Fort Worth, and for whatever reason, he shows up and plays. But I maybe just being back at home and maybe around uh, some of his illicit gambling rings I used to uh, go to, uh, maybe that just distracts him. So, hey, man. My, my I thought I thought that joke was going to land a little better with you. That's yeah, fine. That was fine. To be, fair, to be fair, I got just I got distracted. Say it again. Yeah, I, I got a text from the the, the kid. Good. No, say it again. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat the joke. But I want the joke. You can, you can listen. No, you can listen. Now I gotta listen back. You can yeah, listen fine. back. Okay, sorry. Got a text with the kid. All right. Anyways, uh, pro shots. I, I would focus mostly on uh, just the proximity buckets. They're not all that difficult though if you hit the fairway. Um, but if you do miss a fairway here though, um, it definitely makes the approach shot tougher. So, and I guess it's going back to the off the tee stuff. Um, so there's a 0.35 stroke difference between your score on the hole if you find the fairway and if you find the rough. That's one of the most severe that's, penalties on the PGA Tour. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. It that's is. Good. I think it's like top seven difficulty of like all golf courses. Like that includes majors and like one-offs and everything like that. Like you do not want to miss fairways here like at all. So 
Um, so that's tough. But if you're hitting the fairways, though, the approach hits are, you know, not all that difficult. Same thing we said around the green. It's actually one of the more easier uh, conditions around the green. Maybe that's why Jason Crowcrack won, especially because of the fact that it is the easiest bunkers to get up and down from at a Colonial. Mm. So it's the 10th easiest conditions I overall. Co- I, I know you do. You did. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's shitty on live this year too. He's just complete. He got his money. He's like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was doing blow on that fucking serious show with Pat Perez. Allegedly. Oh, please. He's not listening. And even if he was, he would not deny it. Him and Pat Perez were literally, remember I texted you? I was like, yo, what is happening? It was like PJ serious. And like they were literally doing lines and fucking going insane. <laughs> okay. Fucking nuts. Allegedly. No. Allegedly. Fine. Anyways, one thing I forgot to mention, by the way. So, this is the last year this golf course is going to be as is. Uh, as soon as the tournament ends, Gil Hans is going to come in and basically try and condense a 18-month major renovation and overhaul of Colonial into 11 months. So all the greens are going to get ripped up. All the bunkers are going to get ripped up. All the Bermuda is going to get ripped up, too. Like, they're redoing okay. the entire thing. It's it's essentially a Southern Hills type restoration this Got place it. so enjoy your course history this year uh next year it might not mean anything especially on the greens which we're talking about a little bit uh you, these greens are pretty easy to put on uh players typically gain a lot more strokes per putt here at colonial than any air course from under five feet from five to 15 to 15 plus feet i mean kind of like with oak hill pre uh renovation a lot of these greens have kind of shrunk over time we lost pin positions you know, most of these putts are, you know, there's some tiers to them, but overall they're not all that tricky to putt on. So this is probably something that maybe Gil Hans might be able to fix. So just high level, uh, off the tee, really difficult uh, at Colonial. Pro shots are average difficulty around the green of putting, though, pretty easy. So uh, last thing I'm going to close with is just what your favorite skill sets for this place. So I always post the, um, um, Relative skill set chart of of uh, every golf course uh, in my articles. So, uh, so off the tee, let's start with there. Low correlation of guys who are either long or short that can do well here, and also a lower correlation of guys who are accurate or not who do well. Which you know is a little backwards from how I said you can't really miss a fairway here. Yeah. Why I think it's because everybody's so hamstrung off the tee. They're all using kind of the same clubs. It's really just okay. Can you hit it here or not? And it's kind of predetermined. That's why there's a lot of uh, parity as far as guys are really good off the tee and guys aren't uh, as far as that skill set. And it shows up too with how you actually separate yourself on the leaderboard. Um, your performance off the tee has a lot less impact on the variation in total strokes in the tournament, basically your ability to separate yourself, uh, than it does on the average PGA Tour stop uh, by actually a significant margin. I think it's just because everybody just has one option pretty much off the tee. There's not really a whole lot of room for, I'm going to hit over the dog line, get over, you know, to a place where, um, another guy can't stuff like that. Um, but as far as the relative skill sets though, higher correlation of guys are really good iron players at this place. Higher correlation of guys are really good around the green at this place, even though it's pretty easy conditions. I think that's just, you know, this is just a type of golf course where anytime you get to a shorter golf course where off the tee doesn't really matter, you get the profile of a player who is a little better with their irons, a little better on the green, and that kind of plays in their favor. And you see that here 
Um, iron play in the tournament is really important to determining how you eventually do. Um, around the green, though, it can be a little up and down. I didn't really find a good correlation about why that is. Like last year, it was really super important to get up and down. Uh, that really determined how well you did uh, around the green. Maybe it's because it was so windy last year. Other years, though, and actually overall Colonial, it's actually less impactful than the uh, typical PGA Tour setups. Uh, and then putters. Is it, I'm sorry, go Is ahead. this where Casey's was always good at? Paul Casey? Yeah. He was always good here, right? Uh, Innisbrook, I think. Okay. He won that twice. I mean, Paul Casey's probably had a good course history here, too. Oh. Uh, it, that would make sense. I mean, he's been good at some of the other comp courses. Um, and then putting. You know, there's been kind of a mix of guys who are really good putters, really bad putters to do one. However, overall, though, uh, it has a little higher uh, impact on how well you putt here versus how you do ultimately. So, you know, it's focused on your bankrupt putters, focus on some guys who might have put well here in the past. Uh, but overall, though, um, you know, I'm not really going to use a whole lot of info off the tee this week. Definitely mostly rely on iron play, course history, and just generally just guys who um, are just playing good. I guess. So that's it. Should, should be the way we go. So yeah. I'd be like the numbers short. No, I don't like it. No, just uh, golf stops. Yeah. Just don't bet do that. Good guys. Who cares about the number? Yes. Bet the guys who think you're going to win. That's the objective. And don't so be shameful of putting a bad number on your card. So annoying. Yeah. Well, jokes on us. Always. Yeah. Nah, not always. We've had, some, we've had, we've not had a bunch always. of, we've had, we've had a bunch of winners this year. We have actually. I, a little bit of a slump right now. Uh, I think uh, after having all the craziness of everything behind me, uh, I think I'll be uh, ready for a solid month before I go on hiatus again. Oh, uh, Christ. I forgot about that. that. Yeah, I know. Fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. You'll, mi- you'll miss me again. Maybe, maybe, and then, uh, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll pop in uh, randomly uh, from time to time. If I let you. Yeah, if you let me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, Steve, once again, appreciate you hosting for the weekend. It was a beautiful time. Had a great had a great time. Got to meet the dog. Didn't get to meet the wife and the kids. But, yep. you know, next time, meet wife and kids. But I got yep. to meet the dog. Yes, you did. You so. got to meet Rudy, who, uh, you know, re- he listen, loved me. listen uh, made me feel really comfortable that, uh, you know, he came barking around the corner and saw two strange men in the house he'd never <laughs> seen before. And basically just rolled over and just, you know, start wagging his tail and saying, yeah. hi, that made me feel really good about our guard. It, it should. Yeah, I'm sure. It's good. Yeah. It, it knows I was a good guy. That's all. Just, just what, you know what? Let me, why don't you go show him where the safe is? Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. Give him the key. Oh, for no, it seriously, seriously, no, Steve, you did a great time for me and Cam. Uh, me and Cam. Uh, yeah. I, I had a good time out good. In, in Rochester, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, listen, you, we said next time on taxes, we had to, we have the PGA every year down here. TBC, let's go. Yeah. Players, we'll, let's go. We'll figure out we'll figure out something for it. All right. Other than that, Steve Sears, thanks again. And uh yeah, listen, great week. Good championship. Brooks has more majors than Rory. Suck it. <laughs>